0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Bloodhound Picks As always, I am one of your hosts, Craig I'm Kyle
1: And Josh
0: So we're doing a special little episode where we're going to talk about Some of our favorite kind of, um, Halloween projects that we will return to Be it movies or books or music or whatever it may be But each October or Shocktober as it's called We will kind of return to these projects. And I know a lot of people, they have their traditions where each Halloween, they watch the movie Halloween or so on and so forth. So here are ours. Now, how are we going to do this? Guys? <laughs> do you know. want to go one by one or do you want to just go <laughs> down your list?
2: I mean, why don't we go one by, you know, okay. Jump around.
0: Sounds good. Okay. So I can go first. Um, it's interesting because so, October for me, I mean, of course, we watch horror movies all throughout the year, especially if you listen to this podcast, and a lot of it, too, throughout the years, I'll normally spend a lot of time focusing on indie horror, and that's what we've been doing, indie and obscure, but Halloween time for me, I'll kind of go back to, I guess, the more notable movies. I'll do that and kind of... cover all those bases but the first one is the more consistent that i'll do for sure and that is i'll listen to the album bloody kisses by typo negative which features um christian woman it has one of their most popular ones the black number one which says the word halloween so it fits (laughs) (laughs) and i heard it i remember playing during halloween when i was in um Los Angeles, yeah, Amoeba. So, which I think is no longer. I don't know if it exists, exists anymore, but yeah, so it counts. <laughs> typo negatives, bloody kisses. It's a great album if you like typo negative. Which um, Johnny Steele passed away a couple. Of, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Steele. Peter Steele. Peter Steele. There we go. Johnny Steele's from um, Critters the fake musician in that who sang okay. Power of the Night. Um, I could guy. see how
1: you could get those two confused
0: then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Pierce Steele was also known for being in a uh, spread of Playgirl magazine. That oh. was his other big thing. And nice. so... <laughs> yeah. It's a great album. The um, If you watch the... Music video it's also really great It has him playing a stand up bass In a cemetery So check it out Awesome (laughs) (laughs) Okay Kyle
2: Okay um, Yeah I usually just go back to the standards So one of the ones I'll probably watch is Scream Which I know People hate it these days I don't know Some people do some people don't (laughs) You know, like the meta-jokey, witty, whatever. I know Neil hates it and would, you know... (laughs) go. He would epitomize the rant of, like, how it ruined the world or whatever, but I love it. I have nostalgia for it.
0: What do you think of the sequels? Because some people... (sighs) They just get... Hit and miss.
2: They get worse. I need to revisit (laughs) number four because I keep hearing people going on about it, but, like, I like part two, but they just keep getting less and less yeah. good and i don't know hopefully the new one will be good but i don't know
0: for me i think for like it's it kind of with all of its flaws it's a decent wrap-up i don't know how where five can really take it with the original cast like it I just don't, I don't yeah
2: i feel like it's going to be a baton pass yeah which you know is i don't know i'll be disappointed <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't care about anyone that's doing anything. I don't care about some 20 something kid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm but an old uh man. <laughs> it's the ready or not writer and writers and directors which I don't know.
2: Yeah. Which might, should yeah. be good, hopefully. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Josh, one of your favorites to co- go back to during Halloween.
1: Am I just supposed to name one thing right now?
0: You can, you can name multiple, whatever you feel like. It's something I'll return to.
1: Yeah. uh, The first thing that came to mind when we were, when this was brought up was uh, for me is, um, would be trick or treat the, you know, Mike Doherty's Mm -hmm. unbelievably good anthology film. Uh, I think it's actually probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, It's the best Halloween film ever made. Sorry, John Carpenter. Um, And it just, uh, it's, it's, it does it just a tremendous job of capturing that spirit and that time of year. Um, you could watch it, you know, in, in June and it would still feel, you know, autumnal outside. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I know that's probably not the, the most original choice, but, um, it, uh, it is one of my favorite films of all time anyway so uh there's not a better time of year, i guess than than this time halloween to to watch it again so mike mm-hmm. doherty gets a pretty much has a lifetime pass for me for anything <laughs> that he does um just based on trick-or-treat so there's not many there's not many that that have that but he sure does okay
0: <laughs> So um, my next one that I have, uh, again, because you kind of watch all year round. My wife, however, is not a big horror fan. And so this is the one time of year that I can get her to watch stuff. And one of the ones that we'll return to because she loves it and loves Tim Curry is the It miniseries from 1990. We'll normally watch around this time of year. And it is. Like many of Stephen King's adaptations, it, it has its very outdated moments, especially being that it was made for TV. But there are some still some great moments. Tim Curry kills it. And yeah, I think it's when he's on, it's solid the rest of the time. No, it's a little rough here and there, but no. I mean just watching him, it makes however long it is, what two or three hours or something it makes it worth it just to kind of see him do that
2: i i like it better than i mean I'll, i'm never going to watch the other ones
0: i saw the first chapter i haven't seen the second one still
1: yeah uh my wife is in love with it and she went i saw the first chapter and she went by herself and saw the second one um but i've heard it's just abysmal which makes sense because <laughs> Uh, You know, in the in the Tommy Lee Wallace uh, one, Craig, that you're talking about, uh the adult part is just not even remotely as good as no. the kid part. You know, I mean, it's just like a night and day difference for whatever reason that shit just doesn't work. Well, that's um, what
0: yeah, that's why I'd agree, because when the adults come on, really, the only reason why you're watching is to see Tim Curry make the jokes. Right, and and that's that's it. Yeah, and
1: and it's like he, you know, in the in with the kid section, he's not a fucking comedian, but he becomes a comedian, you know, in the adults part, and it's just like the tone is just completely wrong.
0: Okay, so Kyle.
2: All right. Um. So I'll also watch *Nightmare on Elm Street*. I'll just be over here fucking. Telling you the movies up, you already know <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know uh, Yeah It's still my favorite Actually, uh, I saw it in theaters I've seen it a couple of random times Like the Halloween before last some Or the October before last It was somewhere But this year on Halloween They're going to play it at the drive-in And then they're going to play the Nightmare on Elm Street Bollywood remake Afterwards hmm. So it's going to be good
0: So, I have a question about Nightmare on Elm Street, since there's still a couple of them that I have not seen. Just uh, go, away. just shut
2: your camera off and leave, Craig. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um,
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Well, I've seen all of them except, surprisingly, um, three, which is always considered the second best one. Yeah. But, I was going to ask your ranking... I, I do love um, New <laughs> Night- so I, I think I watched New Nightmare Before because my brother showed it To me before I watched Night maybe I can't remember I, I probably, watched them about the same time
2: I definitely did too because New Nightmare Was on TNT all the fucking mm-hmm. time There was a bunch of those movies like in the 90s That were whatever they were on TV All the time um, My ranking I'll give this ranking And then I'm going to start a ranking Cult where we rank all the movies In the order of good to bad, and then we all kill ourselves. People <laughs> need to stop ranking. Who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I don't care what your ranking is. I don't care that someone's like, well, number seven is actually the best one because of the, 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 the. <laughs> the, the first one's the fucking best by far. I mean, really, New Nightmare and Part 3 are probably a tie for the second best, and then I don't really care about the rest of them. I want Josh to go cuz I know he loves part 4. Let's hear his ranking.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: I actually like I actually like uh part 6 a lot which everyone fucking shits on but fuck you. It's a good movie. Is <laughs>
0: that the one is that Freddy's Dead or the That's yeah, that's yeah. Freddy's
1: Dead. No. So, I mean, yeah, Kyle's right. 1 is obviously the best. Uh then I would say 3 um yeah I I'm I actually am not the I like New Nightmare I just don't think it's all that great I guess um and then it's obviously 4 and 5 is clearly the worst uh you know um you can you can throw in uh, yeah now 2 is is got an interesting kind of stance just because uh it's the gayest movie ever made Um, and also they completely fuck the rules of Freddy up like no other for some reason. I don't know why they did that, but, um, it's a real outlier because once, once we get to three, you know, the, they obviously the rules revert back to the, what Wes Craven established. So, um, but I like two also, um, I feel like it's, you know, um, part of the charm is how gay it is uh but yeah so i i would say five is the worst um and i actually saw it not too long ago and i'm like this really isn't that bad either
2: it's okay yeah two yeah. is two even though it breaks the rules like that pool scene is fucking awesome yeah. and some yeah. of the body horror shit like when freddie comes out of cuts through his body is fucking cool as hell
1: and what robert ruffler
2: yeah, he's great, and he's not the yeah. bully for one fucking movie in the eighties. Yeah.
0: What about yeah. um Freddie versus Jason? Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they I all loved tie it when it came episode. out, but it doesn't
2: <laughs> hold. Up. I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so Josh, your next one. We should, I guess, um, probably do a three Pete ap- or three or four. I don't know.
1: Okay. Yeah, whatever. I, whatever. I I have a few um so uh kyle my sister just texted me she lives in chicago and says that the new batman film shooting there right now
2: yeah i saw that it's kind of (laughs) awesome it's
1: yeah yeah. she said the whole downtown looks like gotham city
2: i need to go down there right now
1: (laughs) you do i don't know what you're doing sitting here uh Okay, so the next thing I was going to mention for me, and this has kind of become, well, since this film came out, I guess, which was, I think it was 2015, is Tales of Halloween. Um, The anthology uh, that has, uh, you know, overall, it's pretty strong. Um, People bitch that there's too many segments. Go fuck yourself, man.
2: (laughs) That was one Um, of the best parts.
1: Right? I mean... Yeah, I don't I don't understand if that's what you have to bitch about, then yeah, that doesn't count. Um, but there's some real standout ones. I I really like the the Mike Mendez one. That's Friday the 31st. Um, it's just bat shit, um, but they're all pretty strong. And, and, you know, they're all made by, um, you know, people that we I guarantee all love and admire in the in the horror community. So, uh, yeah, Tales of Halloween, for sure. Um, always go back to that one.
2: And that's loaded with cameos.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Good point.
0: Okay, so my next one that I'll do um, normally, so it's not a specific film, but I'll normally do a lot of, um, again, because it's what I can get my partner to watch, is um, Splatstick, as they call it so it's either i'll watch something by Stuart gordon which is reanimator um or or his company or his you know people so there's also the the society um from beyond or i'll do something like dead alive it's normally you know over-the-top gore to the point that it's silly comedic so on but that's what i'll cover this month so far i've done um which is more of a comedy horror, um, Tucker and Dale versus evil. And then I am going to do dead alive since I actually, I used to watch it a ton, but I haven't watched it in a few years. So I'm going to finally return to that one and still have my fingers crossed waiting for when Peter Jackson is going to do that re-release that he's been talking about of doing his, what was it? Bad taste dead alive or brain damage or brain brain dead. dead. Yes, brain dead Overseas, but it's dead alive here, so that's what we'll call it. Uh, or um, our end would be Meet the Feebles, and the idea that he brought up is that he would go through and do the whole 4K restoration and everything to make some big special box set, which we probably will never get, but I can hope.
2: Dude, we need it. Yeah. God
0: damn it. I don't think okay.
1: Peter Jackson cares.
0: <sighs> he has that Hobbit money. <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> Whatever.
1: But he's the doing the rest- of smog. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, yeah, that.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Because he just did that restoration on um what I haven't still haven't seen it yet. The World War One. Oh, the documentary. Or, or, yeah. Or the documentary they, made out of it. Um I can't I should just look it up. They were they too shall die. I can't remember. You didn't. You didn't
2: it. rush out to see the raw footage of World War One, Craig.
0: No, I restored. Should have. He also did the beat, some Beatles documentary that he restored. That's his big thing lately. For some reason, restoring old footage. <laughs> well, so restore got, your own.
2: Guys gotta World have hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Kyle. Um. All right, keeping that going. Evil Dead Two. It's just the fucking most fun movie probably ever made. I, uh, I really wish they would show Evil Dead 2, like, in because the- where I am, at, you know, well, now, you know, the world is dead, but <laughs> usually there's, like, all kinds of revival stuff going on during October, and that's one of the ones that I'm like, they're always showing certain movies, but it feels like no one is doing, like, a screening of Evil Dead 2, and I don't know why. Like, that... That would be one of the best to go see in the theater, like, you know, during Halloween.
0: They've done a lot of Evil Dead 1 lately, which is, yeah, it's surprising that they've done that, but not Evil Dead 2, because I think Evil Dead 2 lends itself to be more of a theatrical experience, almost. Yeah.
2: But they did have that Evil Dead 4K with the new score and everything. I know that's why they were doing, like, all those releases recently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Josh?
1: Um, so this is going to be kind of lame, I guess, but, um, one thing that I, I feel like can't really be overlooked, uh, is certain, uh, cable channels right now. Um, like AMC, you know, doing fear fest where it's literally any day of the week you turn it on and something pretty sweet will be on. Um, I especially like that. I don't have to think just put, put the fucking channel on. And there's gonna be something good on most likely. Um IFC too has been doing um they're not wall to wall like AMC is, but they've been showing like earlier today. In fact, they were doing uh like a little mini Friday the 13th marathon.
0: Oh
1: um, but yeah, I mean it, it can't really be overstated how convenient that shit is, you know. Um, and AMC does a decent job too of like putting together like days where, you know, they'll just do like the Halloween films and sequels. They'll just do the nightmare on Elm street films and the sequels. They'll just do the child's play films and the sequels. And that shit's great because again, you don't have to think I've heard a lot of people bitch and complain too, that they edit shit so heavily. And it's like, motherfucker, if you don't know these films by heart anyway, shut the fuck up. (laughs) you know, I mean, it's not anything that you need to cry about. So, um,
0: or just just, go watch them by yourself.
1: Exactly. And, and just the fact, you know, that a cable channel is not only AM, you know, again, I'm using AMC, they devote the entire month, you know, to this shit. So, uh, it's a, it's a, they're fighting the good fight.
2: That brings up something I used to always do on Halloween that, uh, I mean, you can't really do any more, but as a kid, that was, like, the best thing to just go to the video store and rent. Just pick a franchise and, like, watch all of those movies.
0: That's something we've kind of talked about a little bit doing um, with Bloodhound, if we ever have the time to do that, because it's a painstakingly long process. But the idea, you're hearing it here first, for those that want to, the idea would be for us to basically watch a whole franchise or series depending how you want to call it back to back and then doing a whole episode on it and which some of them might last be a little long but i think it'd be fun to really just sit down watch them all and then immediately do an episode but yeah my next one actually is a franchise that i won't watch the first one as much but we'll normally watch one of the f- one or multiple of the Final Destination movies, and I don't know. And that's, beca-
1: that's what's on AMC today. Oh, really right now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I own the own the like the but the Blu-ray where it's the first four, and I know the fifth one is I don't know on demand somewhere. But no, it's become this weird fascination one where you're just kind of watching for the. Um, how it's all going to turn out, and the deaths are good. That's really the only reason why you check it out, but I enjoy it. Um, surprisingly, the fifth one has one of the most cringeworthy deaths. If you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it, but that is one of my, yeah, one of the best deaths, but my favorite is number two. And then if you were to ask my partner what hers is, it's number three, which is the roller coaster. And always, yeah, (laughs) one. (laughs) But I choose number two with the highway and the, I don't know. I think the the kills link up better in that one. But the death I'm speaking of in number five is the, um, if you haven't seen it, just go to YouTube and type in, um, I think it's just called The Final Destination. And the gymnast Scene And it gets (laughs) me That's all I give you (laughs) Awesome Okay Kyle
2: Um, So I was going to say Halloween But that's like obligatory I mean that is one I don't know we don't need to talk about Halloween But it is one I like to revisit That one time a year Because you know it's just one we've all seen so many times I can't really watch it more than once a year At the most um, but I'll do the original Dracula with Bella Lugosi Which is one of my favorites It's one of the first movies I can remember seeing so I mean it's always a great one to revisit this time of year And just all those old Universal movies
0: I've been trying to find um, It's interesting Because I keep going online to buy it And it's um, I have the collection where it's All the first so it's um, You know Dracula, Frankenstein Bride, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But I always want to buy, um, because I love the film, Abba and Costello meet Frankenstein. Dude, but for uh, some reason, it's so expensive all the time.
2: I just I bought... That movie. So if you buy them, you know, they have the other collections where it's like the, it's the separate monsters, but it has a legacy
0: the, collection or whatever. Yeah.
2: It has all the films. I just bought the Wolfman one because of that. Cause it was like 15 okay. bucks, but it has like seven movies Yeah, and it has Abbott and me meat Frankenstein, which yeah, you can't find anywhere.
0: Yeah. But it's a, for those that haven't watched it, that is, I've never why. seen it actually. That's why really? I bought it. Yeah. It's hilarious. I mean, if you like old school slapstick, it's yeah, great. Um
1: Universal did put out uh this just I just reminded me, you know how uh on Tuesday and Wednesday this past week it was uh Amazon Prime Day.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh the entire every every single one of the legacy collections yeah. was on sale for set for 70 bucks.
0: Damn.
1: Normally it's like 150. Yeah. So it, um, Between my, and I was going to get it. But then between uh, my wife and I, we pretty much have all of it anyway. Um, But I when I saw that, I was like, damn, that's such a because it's it's 30 plus films. Yeah. You know, and it was literally it was like seventy dollars. And normally it's like a buck fifty. So
2: and those are oh. awesome ones to like go through the whole franchise of the old ones. But it's always yeah. hard to find the like sequels, you know.
0: Yeah. Speaking of box sets, before we get into your next one, Josh, you bought the Scream Factory Friday the Thirteenth box set, and that that everyone's
2: talking about.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um. Did you have issues? Like I don't know. There's some big issue thing about it that everybody.
1: Yeah, you know that's interesting. Uh, the thing is just fucking gorgeous. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, and actually Craig, you sent me that thing and I don't know if it actually affects every single one of the discs. Um, and I actually went and grabbed my part three because that was the first one that they mentioned there's an issue with. And of course I can't see it in 3d cause I don't have a fucking 3d player or TV. Um, so I wouldn't know if that part was fucked up or not. Um, I haven't really had. OK, so I did. I did watch part four. Um, I just watched because, you know, the first four have the new 4K scans. And I mean, it is that that film. Uh, inter- I mean, uh, final chapter, I, it's never looked that good before. I mean, it's just unreal um how fucking pristine it looks um but i haven't had a real chance to go through you know like in depth go through it so um hopefully soon uh, especially you know have a little more time but but yeah the thing is fucking gorgeous they sent i got two they also had two posters um that are just amazing one of them is just like the box art
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and another one is like a 40th anniversary of the original um so yeah it's it 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 was amazing um so yeah hopefully i'll have time to go through it a little more okay
0: and then uh okay so what is your next pick
1: uh so this is doesn't really count either and this should probably wrap it up for me but uh kyle mentioned uh you know uh carpenter's halloween um and and i i know like he said too, the world's fucking dead right now but (laughs) um there's a theater there's a theater uh that's actually a fucking like multiplex near me but um usually uh you know when the world was alive and functioning um the entire month they still would do uh repertory screenings of you know classic shit like Mm -hmm. you know the shining this friday and, and nightmare on elm street well uh, if I think it was a few years ago, I actually went and saw Halloween in the theater and um, they had it had a uh, an intro from Carpenter talking about how um, you've never really seen Halloween until you've seen it in the theater, because that is how he intended you to see it, not on your fucking, you know, 60 inch flat screen. I mean, yeah, it might look great at your house, but you're still not getting the effect. And I I swear after listening to him, you know, talk about that and then seeing the film, I was like, I, I it seriously was like a whole different experience um, because, you know, he I, I, it's like I said, it was a few years ago, but he was, was like pointing out, you know, just odds and ends, specific things to, to, you know, watch for and shit. So uh, seeing Halloween in, in the theater like that was was fucking awesome.
0: Awesome.
2: I did that last year or the year before, too. But I agree. Mm. I mean, it's like, especially with a widescreen movie, but also just David Lynch talks about it, too. And I know people think it's like pretentious, but there's, <laughs> they do. But it's but it's true. There's a there's a there's an energy you collect from other people. There's also like being just stuck in the movie. You can't pause it. The sound is, you know, it's like you're inside of the movie and experiencing yeah. it. you know, the most you're ever going to.
1: Yeah, and there was yeah. when I when I, at the at the screen of Halloween there was a shitload of people there too, and it, you know it was just like it's fucking awesome, like being able to you know have like a real theater experience like that. That shit's over now though.
0: Yeah, it's
2: all over.
1: Fuck. Remember when <laughs> um, you could go to a theater?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So my final one that will um it kind of isn't again isn't a specific but and it kind of goes along with what i'll talk about on this show pretty frequently but i'll read horror comics this time around i picked up normally i'll do something that i've already read like a welcome to hoxford which is a great four issue werewolf story written by and drawn by ben ben templesmith who did the art for 30 days of night that's why he's kind of really known for but this time i read moonshine two volumes about in prohibition era the mob sends one of their men out to appalachia to kind of take control over uh i guess moonshine run and then it turns out that there are werewolves and it's made by the same team that did the comic 100 bullets which is Was a pretty famous comic several years ago about a hundred or these people, these random people getting a hundred untraceable bullets, and you decide what you can do with it. And yeah, there's a lot more to it than that, but that's just the basic premise. Uh, But yeah, I'll read the Clive Barker's Hellraiser collection, which came out a couple years ago, or there's a series of other stuff. I know Kyle just bought the Blu ray, but I'll read the book of the crow or things like that.
2: I have the the Book of the Crow, too. Yeah. I was just looking for Hellraiser. I was just at a comic shop, um, but they didn't have any of it.
0: Yeah, it's a hard one to find now. I don't know. With Hellraiser actually becoming bigger again and all this talk about the movies, for some reason, now the comics are impossible to find. (laughs) When? (laughs) Nobody was talking about it. They were there in plenty. But Weird but that ends my list.
2: That's Halloween. Yeah. Yes. That
0: is. (laughs) So those are some of our favorites. Of course, send us some of your traditions and your favorites. What do you like to watch, read, listen to, and so on. Or draw. I don't know. Even if you have a specific tradition that is, you go out to a pumpkin patch or whatever it may be, send it to us and we'd love to hear it. Thank you for listening.
2: Bloodhound Picks podcast is part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Produced by Josh Lee, Craig Drum, and Kyle Hintz. Music by Raymond Seed. Editing by Kyle Hintz.